Welcome back to another week of my podcast, Libra Study Study. I'm here at Woodbury House. I've got another fantastic guest, an artist, a street art- artist, Mr. Sens. Um, as I said off, um, off air, we represent predominantly Richard Hamilton. We have done other projects with people like Days and a few others, but 95% of our concentration since 2014 has been in the street art sector with Richard Hamilton. We've done countless shows around the world, Dubai, Mexico City, over in Spain. We actually done a show in 2020 at the world famous Archie Gallery. So yeah. as far as building our brand's concerned, we're, we're, we're on the way, you know, yeah. we're still learning, we're still adapting. But what I'm doing now, my mission is to create this ecosystem of content and conversations with artists which are either directly affiliated to Hamilton or in some ways influenced or, you know, within touching points of this kind of same genre, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've interviewed the likes of Alan Kurtz, um, Days Crash, Out Diaz, Coke 2, you probably yeah, know him. Yeah, yeah, but course. then over here, I've got people like Rem- Remy Ruff, um, Nathan Bowen and, and now your good self so thank you very much for sharing course, uh, and spending your time down here and investing your time so welcome on board on the podcast all good all good man yeah glad to be here so I always ask the, the artist the same thing art is uh, one of those things where you know there's a lot of when, when people look from an outside in like I know we're looking at the Bankses, we're looking at the Richard Hamiltons we're looking at the Jean-Michel Basquiat we're looking at some of the elite artists people see the really good stuff. But what people don't realise is the sacrifice that artists need to go through in order to become a high profile name. And looking at your own uh, social media following and what you've done, you're, you're very much on the way down. I mean, you've got a great buzz, a great loyal fan base, it appears. And yeah. your art is is second to, to, to none. But why did you choose the journey of becoming a, an artist or a street artist? I did well. I mean, um, that's two different two different kind of answers there really. So obviously graffiti art came to me when I discovered hip hop, you know, in the early to mid eighties, you know, so, um, um, but even before that, I was always into art, you know, I, I, I felt like I was born an artist, you know, so it was always my calling really. So art, being an artist for me is not a choice. So I was always scribbling on stuff and, you know, and then, Luckily, you know, my parents were into art as well. They used to take me to like traditional galleries and stuff when I was younger, just before I, you know, encountered graffiti art. And, you know, I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't me. But then obviously once I saw those subway trains, I was like, right, that's that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah. my, that's my path, you know what I mean? So, um, and then that, then the, the obsession started and, and then that was it. <laughs> I'm still, you know, still deep in the obsession, man. You know what I mean? It's never gonna leave you, man. Yeah. So, so I, I didn't, it wasn't a choice of being an artist for me. Okay. It was all I was ever gonna be. So, you know, and I feel, I feel lucky I had that because there were so many people at school didn't know what they wanted to do. And I always knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, so that, and that's, that was, so, I achieved, you know, just enough GCSE so I could go to art college. I knew my path already, which I feel very blessed that I had that. So, you know I mean? so would you say? So, this question is 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 based upon just everything you just said there. And I I ask artists this all the time. And funny enough, I ask. So I outside of this, a bit of a hobby is I I box. I've got a fight yeah. coming up on March the fifth, and. Um, I boxed down a club called Boxing Booth, which is run by Adam Booth, and I've had plenty of boxers on here. Mick Condon, uh, Harlem Eubank, Ted Cheeseman, O'Hara Davis, Bradley Ski, etc. And I sometimes ask them, I said, you know, do you think boxers are born fighters or is there something they have to learn? And the same question applies to artists. Yeah. Do you think you can learn the art or is it something that you're truly born with? You can, you can learn skills, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Of course, you can learn skills and techniques, but you can't learn, I don't know, man, whether you can learn that real passion. Do you know what I mean? You know, like obviously you can teach someone to, to paint to a certain level, but can you teach them to to create a feeling on a wall? Or, or do you know what I mean? Um, which hopefully I try and do. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a bit deeper. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, we, we live, the scene now is completely oversaturated with a lot of people who do it just for kind of cheap fame and stuff like that. And I think people can tell the difference between the true artists and the people who are just, 
I definitely, you know? I definitely second that. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I, again, like I, there's a there's a guy who boxes down my gym called I don't know if you follow boxing, but a guy called Josh Kelly. Right. He was in the Olympic Games. He's a really, really good fighter. And I listened to one of his um, interviews and they were talking about not when he's attacking, but his defense. And like they said, how, how have you been taught to get out of these, these shots? He said, I haven't. He said, I just feel my way through it. Yeah, and he yeah, said, yeah, yeah. things slow down, even though the punches are coming really quickly. He says, in his mind, it's like the matrix. It's like yeah, yeah, everything yeah. slows down and he can get out of the way. And it's a feeling. And exactly. you can exactly. teach someone to fight, but I think it's in here yeah, yeah, whether yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. have it or not and I think it's the same thing with music yeah, fashion yeah, 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 yeah. you know painters they've got an inner yeah. calling that makes them a good yeah, yeah. artist yeah that's the same thing when it comes to putting colour in a certain place or doing a little stroke or a little mark somewhere it just comes naturally do you know what I mean you just lose yourself and it just becomes like you say like being in the matrix you just know where to put things and yeah. to, make it, to make them work do you know what I mean you can't I don't think you can teach that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I know you mentioned like hip hop and that was obviously uh, a segue gateway into, yeah, yeah, into, yeah, yeah. into street Definitely art. Man. And so many artists have said the same thing. I mean, if you look at 70s and 80s in New York, I mean, that whole hip hop culture, you know, beatboxing, you know, break dancing in the street and also the, you know, the, the street art work. It's all a melting pot in, in the same, yeah, yeah, in, the, yeah, in, in, in the same sort of area. Um, Outside of music, though, anything else that influenced your work and, and the reason why you do it? Um, well, I mean, if we going back to hip hop, like you say, it wasn't it wasn't just one element; it was all different elements. So, you know, music for me is a is a big thing as well. So, I've been a DJ since since I was like ten years old. I was collecting records. I still DJ now. So, music is a very very important element to my work. You probably see that when you look at my work. You see the rhythm and movement and stuff. So they're interconnected for me, art and music. You, know, yeah. you can't separate separate them, you know? So yeah. so uh, that's another passion of mine. Um, just those two things, they're the, they're the things that, you know, when I, I, I have to have music on when I'm painting, it's just that they, they just fit so well together. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So. I'm not too sure how old you are. I'm 36 years of age. Your, your age? <laughs> I wish I was now. <laughs> 46, 46. So the reason why I'm asking this question is because you and I um, are old enough uh, to to remember life before the age of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, at yeah. school, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, no, no, there was no exactly. YouTube, there was no podcast. Um, now we're older and we're trying to utilise these platforms to p promote our work. You know, I'm yeah. utilising Instagram to promote my podcast and you utilise Instagram to promote promote your work as well but before then when I asked the same question to someone like a cope too yeah he would go on to the the the, the train tracks and the trains to basically um, completely conquer a line and try and yeah, do yeah, di yeah, different yeah, lines yeah, of course, man. and that of was their form his form of advertisement because when people start recognizing cope two cope two and the murals and stuff then it started creating a bit of a fan base whereas now I could start painting today even though I'm rubbish I could kind of create a bit of a fan base by using Instagram. So how did you go about, I mean, was there ever like a, a business mindset of, right, if I start doing these murals now and making a big splash in certain areas, I'm going to get recognised and then I could kind of turn, I can monetize that. Or was it really not anything about the money? It was just about painting. I think, yeah, back, back in the day, obviously... Um it wasn't really about the money back in the day, do you know what I mean? It was just for the love of painting. And graffiti was about just hanging out. It was a social thing as well, you know? She so used to go to the wall, you'd be with, you know, um, lots of different people and it would be hanging out with your mates and do you know what I mean? So it was never, it wasn't about money back then, man. You know, we didn't even think we could make money from it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like I went into different areas, still in, it's still within the art world, you know? Like I did, um, I did a lot of teaching, you know, working with, uh, vulnerable um, kids and stuff like that and um, working with young offenders I did lots of teaching and stuff like that so because uh, you couldn't make it's totally different now you couldn't make big money from being a graffiti artist or street artist yeah then, you know so you know so we did it for the love on the weekends do you know what I mean and, and then did you know stuff like youth work and that just to pay the bills. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, it's so, it's very, very authentic that, you know, you're obviously doing it for the passion and stuff and you hear it with footballers, like, 
you know, in deprived parts of the world that a soccer player, football player would be playing and it was just for the love of playing and just yeah, becoming yeah, better yeah. and better and better. But like all things, if you follow your passion and become the absolute best at that particular thing, you can eventually monetize it. Yeah, but obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. the 46 year old now in comparison to, let's call it when you were 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 or something like that, your mindset has to change slightly. Oh, of course, then you of course, got, man. You've got mortgages, yeah, you've got yeah, bills, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to have a family, I'm, I'm maybe. The, I'm the main breadwinner. I'm not being an artist. I've, yeah. got, I've got kids, I've got a mortgage, like you say, living in London, you know what I mean? Ain't cheap. So, how so, it's, you... so it's totally, obviously, it's different now. Now I have to think about the money. Yeah. Of course. Do you know what I mean? How did so, you transition? Like, how did you get your, like, the mindset started thinking, right, I want to carry on with the passion. I don't want to sell out, you know, just do things yeah, for yeah, the sake yeah. of making money. But, how do you get that sweet spot between being creative, doing something that you enjoy, something that was true to you, but also making money from it? Well, I mean, that's the most difficult thing. Do you know what I mean? And that, and that takes years and years. And I'd probably say, I probably only just got there in the last five years, really. I mean, you know, because before that, I used to have to do all kinds of, of crap, all kinds of commercial stuff, stuff which wasn't me, which wasn't true to me as an artist, you know? And then recently I just made the decision, right, you know, I only paint my thing, my style, that's it. You either want me or you don't. A lot of artists don't make that jump, you know, and that's a really brave thing to do. You know, they keep on doing the, 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 all the commercial stuff and they put their own direction, their own path on the sideline, Yeah. you know, because it's you get, you get well paid to paint adverts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's big business, Yeah. you know, but it's soul destroying. Yeah. And I thought, I can't do that, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm... I'm yeah, it's wasting time. Yeah. Not getting into younger, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to do my thing and my thing only. And eventually, if you put enough effort into that, people are like, okay, cool. And then you get paid to do your thing. Yeah. But you have to make that jump. Yeah. And a lot of good artists don't. It's, and I, it's that's so one sad. thing I would say, yeah. just do it. You know what I mean? That's, that's a it. really Especially good... Especially if you've got kids and like you say, if you've got kids and responsibilities and things to pay out for. Yeah. It's, it's much easier just to go along and just do the commercial stuff and copy other people's work and paint logos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, funny you enough, today I've released a podcast with a guy called Johnny Garrett, who in actual fact, and I want to shout out to William Woodwatches, the London Fire Brigade Boxing, and also the London Watch Show. These are my sort of brand partner sponsors. Johnny, so I'll give you a small, I've, I've interviewed him twice. I interviewed him within a few years of him starting his journey. William Wood watches. His granddad was a firefighter back in the 1930s, 40s, I think. Right. Uh, where being a fire person was completely different to where it is today. You know, completely different outfit, uniform, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, I think his granddad was called, you know, William Wood. And anyway, he's he started this brand, which is a watch brand, but dedicated to the to William, his granddad, but also to the fire service. And anyway, he was at Lloyd's Bank. He was piloting um, a, a, a division where they would, I think, look at enterprises and trying to help these enterprises scale up, like like startups. Yeah. Johnny is a smart guy, and he was on quite a lot of money, hundred grand a year from Lloyd's. But he had this side hustle, which was William Wood watches, and he got it to a point where it was turning over two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah Obviously, yeah. that was just turnover; that wasn't net. And he got this, to this crossroads where. Does he stay at Lloyd's getting paid really well, but it wasn't true to him or yep. follow his passion with a big risk? Because let's remember, sometimes when you follow your passion, it could crumble away yeah, yeah, and fall course, away and you could lose everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or just play it safe. And he took that leap. And now I interviewed him two and a half years later, which was last week it came out today. And now his business is one of the biggest watch brands in the UK. Yeah, He's turned over, over well over a million pound a year now. Um, and it's well on the way to, to, you know, probably scaling up to yeah. two, three, four, five million yeah. pounds. And he's pigeonholed into diff different parts of the fire service in New York. Yeah. Different yeah, parts. Yeah. And I think it's testament to what you said is if you're really passionate about something and you're really true to your mission, yeah. you're going to have to, at some point, take the stabilizers off your bike yeah, and yeah, ride, yeah, that, yeah. ride that thing. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. what is the. I mean, yeah, that story you've just talked about, that was like a clean cut kind of thing you know whereas if you're self-employed you can you know you still keep your contacts and stuff yeah. so you can kind of you know do a little bit of moonlighting as it were do you know what i mean do a bit of both for a while to see if it works yeah do you know what i mean so if it ain't working then you can always go back and start doing what you're doing before 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit easier in that respect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you can never go back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, so, yeah. So the advice I would like from maybe you and also for the audience then, so like taking that leap, uh, most of the time it's probably not actually everything around you it's the thing inside of you which is holding you back it's the nerves the anxiety yeah the yeah, fear. yeah 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 you've how got you the over- confidence haven't you how yeah, do you yeah. overcome the the lack of confidence sometimes or the unknown how do you overcome that fear well i mean that's that's a really that's a difficult one man because obviously you've got to get your your artwork to the point where you're confident with your work do you know what i mean and other people you know so you know, that again, going back to social media, we, you know, we're in age, we get feedback all the time, you know, so which is a big plus point about social media. You get people messaging you, you know, I mean, say, oh, your work's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? So you get all this kind of feedback, you know, so, and then obviously if you're painting on the street a lot, so many people are photographing it, so you know if your work is being, you know, responded to and if people are enjoying it, you know, yeah. so, uh, and then obviously, you know, if you're selling stuff and so you've got to be completely comfortable with your work and your style. So, you know, before you can take that leap, I think, you know, yeah. because, um, and then it get, yeah, when I say style, you know, you've got to be at a point where your style is being recognized. You've got your own thing going on, you know, which is really, really important. Yeah. You your know? your own USP. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you've got to get to that level before you can take the jump. So you what, know what I mean? Which, but, and that, as I say, that can take years, man. Do you know, that can, some people never even get there. Yeah, they dart you from know? one thing to the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some people never even find their path, their style, their direction. But you know, it's quite you funny know, because so. you, you get someone like, um, who shall I pick? Picasso, right? Yeah. You can look at Picasso and most of the time, if you know your, your art and you know Picasso, you could tell it's a Picasso. Yeah. However, if you look at another very successful artist who's alive and kicking today, Damien Hurst, you've got one style and uh, shark in that tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. you've got the multicolored polka dot kind of style um, paintings that he done. If yeah. you looked at both of them, you would say, no, they're two different artists. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're not. Of course. Of course. Yeah. What is right and wrong is wrong. Do you have to say consistent to one style or can you actually be diverse in what you do? No, no, of course you can be diverse. I mean, um, I think to you, you need to get recognised for... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm talking like it's some sort of game plan, but, <laughs> you know, which is not really, you know. But I mean, obviously, I think you need to get recognised for a certain thing first. That helps, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Most most artists, they, they've got their little niche, yeah. their thing, you know, which you have to kind of work on to the point where you're at, at that level where you can start experimenting again. Because, you know, experimenting and changing up what you do is fundamental to any artist. Yeah. You know, you can't just stay static. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, for me, it's like my fate, my portraits, you know? So, but I'm getting to a point now, you know, I, I, really, I'm an abstract artist, you know? Like, I'm getting to a point now where I just, I don't even want to do many portraits anymore. I just want to go back to my roots and just start, in, start painting abstract. But I've still got to keep going with that a little bit because I'm kind of still trying to climb up the ladder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I think... When you get to a point where you're completely recognised, well known, then you can maybe sit back and relax and think, oh, I can, you know, try someone else out now. But I think even if I am doing my abstract stuff, you'll still know it's me. There's elements of my style still going to be there. Like the colours, certain lines, the feel of it, you know. Yeah. You still know it as me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, um So I think that's important. Yeah. I think that's important. I, I, know, I noticed you've done loads of murals and a lot of the murals that I've seen on your website and also on your social media is bright and colourful. The music has definitely influenced it because of the waves. It's almost like the sound waves are going through your, your yeah, paintings. Yeah, 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 of course, man. But yeah, also yeah, the females yeah. on there. So yeah, talk, yeah, to, yeah, talk yeah, to me yeah. about, you know, the colour. I, I get why the colour may be, uh, but why the females? Why is it not something else? Well, I don't just paint. I mean, you know, that's obviously that's obviously a preference, and that's just because of um, you know it, it's actually you know once you start kind of studying faces, you know, it's the, the shapes in the female face, you know, like the cheekbones and the curves and that kind of thing, you know. So and that links 
for me more with kind of graffiti lettering you know because they're they're an extension of my wild style graffiti because i was known i used to do wild style lettering okay you know so all the shapes um you know are kind of are like letter shapes letter forms you know and there's obviously lots of curves and nice shapes in, in graffiti art yeah. so um that that's kind of you know it's why the kind of female faces kind of attracted you know attracted my attention you know um and you know I find female, you know, faces nicer to look at. You know what I mean? The Me too. Male faces are just a bit, bit more kind of square and they don't have the same character for me. Do you know what I mean? Same yeah. movement, you know? So, and then once you start looking at faces and portraits, you kind of get sucked in because you can just, you know, especially with like eyes and they're really powerful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of get lost in that, deep down in that rabbit hole. You know what I mean? So, um I interviewed and I said uh, as well, we'd done a documentary and when we was at Crash's and Daisy's studio in the Bronx, you, you would find all the time that in their canvases, their paintings, there's a lot of eyes. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they are, well, I would say all of them are, are actually female, female eyes. And, yeah. and when I asked Daisy about what, why is the eyes in the painting, it's because that's the witness to the painting that he's doing almost that's oh, what he yeah, said okay. to me that's cool yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so i when i saw your work i was like oh there's a i'm not saying there's a nod to them but i saw there was a bit of cross cross like yeah, you know yeah, there's, yeah. there's a crossover there i don't know whether subconsciously there's been a bit of influence somewhere down oh, the line of course man yeah like you know those guys are a massive influence to me man like if you look going back to looking at the colors i use they're very graffiti colors man you know what I mean? So using the kind of colours which shouldn't really go well together in traditional art, you know, like using pink and orange next to each other. People just, you know, you <laughs> it's just, they don't work normally. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. that's what graffiti artists use because back then you didn't know what paint, you know, you had or what paint you could get hold of. You know what I mean? You just had to improvise like that. So that kind of way of using colour is still very, very important in my work, man. Those contrasting colours together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously... You know, my work's still quite graphic as well because it's quite neat in terms of the tight and the lines and stuff like that. Yeah. So that influence is still there, you know? Yeah. The influence of the graffiti characters as well. Yeah, so there's not pure realism what I do. I turn them into their own creations. Okay. You know, like graffiti characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, of course, it, it, graffiti is, is the still the biggest influence in my work and always will be. Yeah. You know that's, I mean? that, 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 that's your core. So... Um, exactly yeah that's the roots man yeah, yeah yeah i've seen so many uh either people that i've interviewed or people that i follow and admire follow also you so people like ben iron i just bought some pieces of him from from my home yeah, yeah. i really like him he's very very quirky yeah i love the fact that he's head <laughs> yeah, to man, toe in cool. tattoos he's got blonde hair he's got gold tea. i i i think he's a he's an absolute legend and he's a funny guy as well yeah 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 then someone who i've interviewed only over zoom but i absolutely adore how he how he's so articulate about the art market graffiti is a guy called alan ketz right both yeah, of them yeah, have yeah. been featured on the banksy documentary which is banks in the rise of outlaw art and i've just found myself following all these kind of other artists which are offshoots to them yeah. And I can all see, because as you well know, we promote Richard Hamilton, but I yeah. can also see how a lot of the tracks either go back to people like Hamilton or Jean-Michel Basquiat or Keith Haring. There's connections. Yeah, yeah, so, of so, course, of course. So my yeah. question to you is, you know, the artists that you look at who've given you the most amount of motivation, education, inspiration, if you were to list them, who, who would they be? <laughs> this is, oh, I hate this question, man. <laughs> Always get asked this question, man. There's so many and it's like, you know, there isn't, I'm not like a fanboy of one particular artist, man. You know, I'm looking at, even, even now, like new artists coming up, man. There's so many people, you know, pushing the boundaries and stuff and doing new stuff. So if we're going back, I'm like Basquiat. I, I used to love Basquiat, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, def that's def he's definitely an influence. But I used to look at a lot of stuff which is not graffiti, you know, like kind of Paul Klee and stuff like that, abstract expressionists, you know. Um, as I say, kind of going back to the kind of abstract, you know, people who are dealing with form and colour and stuff, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but yeah, and then obviously in the graffiti world, obviously the early New York masters, man, like Dundee are very influential. But obviously because I'm from London, there was... You know, like Mo Two and the Chrome Angels, they were big, big influences. You know, so um, nice. so London-based graffiti artists for sure, man. And then, like I say, now 
and again with social media we're spoiled we can see some amazing stuff yeah online so there's there's too many new people to mention but you know i'm not i don't spend much time looking at other artists you know i just try and focus on myself because i think if you look at other artists too much it can be a distraction yeah i understand away that. from your own so yeah, being an artist um, I asked Ben Iron this and he said on my podcast that he has got a Keith Haring. I've also, we got uh, Lee Quinones, we interviewed in person for our documentary, but then tomorrow comes on my podcast. Right. He has categorically said that he's got a Jean-Michel Basquiat. Uh, yeah, I um, wish I had one of those too, man. Al Diaz, <laughs> you know, the original Samo who used to paint with yeah, yeah, Jean-Michel yeah, yeah, Basquiat. Yeah, yeah he's, cool. he's, all, he's a cool dude. I've met him. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. also got, you know, a few things in his, in his collection. So, yeah, is it a given being an artist in that culture that you do collect other artists? And if so, who have you collected? Um, I, don't, I haven't got a lot of stuff, I'll be honest. Most of my stuff is um, other kind of graffiti artists, you know, where we've kind of, back in the days, we've kind of swapped, you know, like I've got to swap drawings, I'll swap canvases, do you know what I mean? So most of the things I've got in my collection are just friends of mine who I paint with. You know, so I haven't got any. I haven't got any really famous artists in my collection, man. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big art collector. So that's not that's not a given, actually. No, okay. no, I don't even have that much art in my house, man. Okay. Because for me, I'm so like, I'm just thinking about my art all the time. You know, when I'm at home, I, I kind of, I've kind of want to escape from it sometimes. You know, as in escape from home or escape, escape from, the, from the art sometimes. The, yeah, yeah. If so I'm thinking about it, so I don't want to. Yeah, it. I want to detach myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, another question that um, probably wouldn't have been suitable when you first started because the culture was different, maybe. But the way things have progressed now over time, there's a new demographic coming into the art market. In actual fact, I'll, I'll rephrase that. They, they've always been there, but I think it's been highlighted more and more now, which is you have investors. Yep, yep, So yep, there yep. are collectors who yep. I would say buy it because it complements what they already own. Yeah. They buy it because it looks good in their office or their home. They buy it because it's good bragging rights. So for example, Jean-Michel Basquiat, okay? 2017, a piece sold for $110.5 Yeah. Do I think the person who bought it thought it was worth $110.5 million? I don't know. But do I think they bought it for the bragging rights to say to their other billionaire mates, guess what? I own the most expensive. I think that's probably what it is personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, buying a car that goes 200 miles per hour. Do you need that? You don't. Yeah, but it's bragging rights. Do you need the biggest yacht in the world? You don't. Do you need a, a million pound watch? You don't. Because yeah, yeah, it still yeah, yeah. tells the time. But the reason why people do it is because it's status. You know, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, of course, of course, man. Yeah. But we cannot get away from the fact that more and more people get into the art market because it is seen as an investment. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll, give yeah, you, yeah. I'll give you some facts, okay? So there's a bank called Citigroup, okay? Right. American yeah, Bank. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got, when I last looked, something like $1, 2000000000000 trillion under management. And then they've got a private division, a private arm called City Private Bank. Right. To be uh, an investor, a City Private Bank, you need to have a net worth of minimum $25 million. Right. Now, when they invest your money, they put it into different asset classes. There's property, yeah. there's cash, there's fixed income, bonds, there's equity-based uh, markets, and there's also the art market. Over the years of 1985 to 2020, they've done a report. And this report showed all the asset classes, how they performed. Yeah. The asset class that performed at 11.5 to 11.7% year in, year out, making that return was the contemporary street right. art sector right. and what it proves is for their high net worth they're making at least over 11 percent every single year from their art portfolio and then when coronavirus kicked off in 2020 equity-based investments plummeted yeah. they lost 22 and a half percent so uh, uh, let's say 100 grand would have lost you 22 and a half percent the art market though performed in the first seven months 6.7 percent and it went on to have a, a staggering year so what this proved by the bank is the, the art market is not a great place, just a great place to preserve your money. Yeah. It's a great place to make money. Yeah. So my question to you, Mr. Zenz, is people now buying your art, are you noticing that they are buying it? Yes, because they adore it, but also because there is an upside to it financially in years to come. Well, I mean, um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's obviously both. There's obviously both. But I mean, you know, I'm not all... Obviously, when you're dealing with Gallagher, I'm not dealing with the clients directly. So I don't know a lot of the time do what their kind of motivation behind it is. Do you know what I mean? So um, obviously, the people I deal with directly, you know, I get to know and they, they normally buy it because they, they love it, man. They want it in their home. They want to look at it. They want to enjoy it. But yeah, of course, you know, there's people buying things, you know, you know, I mean... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm selling, yeah, quite quite a bit of stuff at the moment, man, you know, because people obviously, you know, obviously think it's going to be, yeah, an investment for sure. Yeah, well, yeah even, you know, so, which is, you know, how do you feel whatever, about that? Whatever, I've still got, look, you know, the, I, I, you know, I like people, I would like, but I don't want it sitting in a storage somewhere, you know what I mean? I've always want, you know, my work to be seen and to be enjoyed. Yeah. You know, it's painted for that reason. <laughs> well, this is the next one I was going to ask you. Let's just say hypothetically someone came over to you, not me, but I'm going to act as this person. So I came over to you and say, right, don't really care how it looks. Don't really care how it looks. I just want to buy it off you right now. Let's call it 20, 30 grand for one of your best canvases. I don't know how much your pieces are, but I want to give you that amount of money because I believe your market is going to boom. And in five or 10 years, I'm going to double, if not triple my money. How would you feel about that if someone said, I want to buy it for an investment? Um, well, like, like, like we talked about earlier, man, you know, I've, I've, I've got to survive. I've got to live, man. You know, this, this is what, this is what I do. And, you know, so, um, if I've got the work sitting around, then I'm going to sell it. But I don't think someone would come up and actually say that. Yeah. In the first place. You don't know, do you? Do you know what I mean? You don't know. But it's very rare someone would say, look, I want to buy this to make money. Yeah. They wouldn't say that to you directly, man. But, you know, of course I would sell it because I do need to, you know, I need to have money coming in all the time, man. Yeah. Well, it's you know? also... Otherwise, I've got to think about doing all those horrible things which I didn't used to do. You know what I mean? I've got to yeah. think about, oh, I've got to do that commercial job now or whatever. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also a bit of a compliment, isn't it? Because e even if they oh, don't, yeah, yeah. they, yeah, they yeah. don't really study, let's say, your work or the culture of your or, of your work, but they actually believe your 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 market's going to boom. I mean, in a roundabout way, even if it's not the first compliment that you wanted, but it was uh, another one, then it's showing a confidence in your market. Yeah, and yeah, I tell yeah, you yeah. why I say this here. My background is in in art, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I haven't come from an art pedigree or yeah. an art family or nor have I gone to art college. I found my, my myself right place, right time. I was approached by Richard Hamilton's old art dealer manager right. and he said, what is it you do? And I used to raise money for investments, for bonds, debentures, loan notes and all different kind of corporate stuff. And he said to me, look, have you ever raised money for collectible investment grade art? And I said, never done it in my life, but I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, 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 and he yeah. said, well, look, I represent this guy who's known by the New York Times as a godfather street art. Have you heard of Banksy? And I said, well, yeah, who, who hasn't heard of Banksy? He said, well, Banksy got his inspiration from my guy. He's called Richard Hamilton. He said, there's a documentary coming out called The Shadow Man. It's being bid on by Amazon Prime and Netflix. There's a seven minute trailer because the documentary is not finished. Watch it and tell me what you think. And I kid you not, when I watched it, and bearing in mind, I'm not from the, from the art market. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. so moved and so compelled by the story. I said, this is me all over. I yeah, can, I can see the legs in this. And now we do have, obviously, collectors that come in to buy it because the way it yeah, does. Yeah. But I've got to be honest, most of my database are people that come in and say, yeah, I do like it, of course. And I love the, the but the market's boomed like yeah, for the yeah, last yeah. five, 10, 15 years. And obviously I want to preserve my money and make money. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just yeah, wondering yeah. with other artists, are you getting those similar conversations via social media, via galleries, via your network? You know, are they coming to you and saying, look, the art market thriving, people will now want to invest, not just collect. Yeah, as I, as I say, I mean, you know, most most people are, are buying it cause, at the moment, yeah, because they love it, you know what I mean? No one's coming directly talk to me about making money you know what I mean as I and but you know when you work let's just say when you're working with a gallery you don't you don't know who the client is most of the time anyway yeah. you know but I certainly haven't got any qualms about selling to someone who approached me with that yeah you know what I mean with that at all because um yeah yeah <laughs> I mean obviously yeah as long as it's I just want it as long as it's not just sitting Sitting around, yeah. somewhere. I want people to see it, man. Do you know what I mean? Want to adore it? Want to get influence yeah, from exactly, it? Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah, got yeah. um. So uh, in in my home, I've got a uh, Ben Iron. I've just picked up two pieces. I have a completely different artist who is a guy called 
uh, Bran Simerson, who does the AK-47s. So he was in right, the army, okay. decommissions the AK-47s, and then puts live real butterflies around it. Right, I'll show okay. you a picture yeah, after. Yeah, 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 man. And when I look at that in my house, it's like a sculpture. It literally, I haven't bought that for an investment, but it right. literally moves me. I look at yeah, it yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Then I, I bought some photography. I'm really, I love wildlife and animals, and I bought a David Yarrow. There's right. a, there's a, um, there's a picture of um, a, a bison, and it's called the Beast. Right. And he's literally standing in the snow, this thing. And every when I come down my stairs and look at it, it's the last thing I look at. It reminds me about attacking the day. It's yeah, like a yeah, message yeah, that's like cool. saying, right, you have to be a beast and attack the day. And it doesn't matter whether it's snowing, raining or sun, you've got to attack the day like, yeah, 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 like yeah. it's going to be your last day. I've also got a Chris Fellows, which is um, a, a shark uh, coming out the water, which is called, I forgot what it's called now, but when it's jumping out the water. I've got Richard Hamilton's. Um, I've got an Al Diaz. I've got a Banksy £10 note. I've got a few of those. Um, and I think all of these artworks are in my house because it just every so often when I look at them it actually uplifts my, my energy yeah, I, yeah, I look at it like yeah that actually really makes me feel good it makes me yeah, proud yeah, that yeah, I actually yeah. own that yeah yeah is yeah is that the kind of like feeling that you're trying to give your collectors and your, yeah, yeah, your buyers of, of course man of course yeah 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 you know with my with my work you know it has got it, it's got a kind of energy and soul do you know what I mean to it you know so um, and also you know with, with my paintings you know they're not they're multi-dimensional, man. So, you know, you might see one thing in it one day and then another day you see something completely different. They're open to individual interpretations. They're always changing and moving because of the layers and the depth in them, man. So they're, they're meant to be looked at, you know, and enjoyed constantly, man. Good. So, yeah, yeah. What projects are you working on right now? Um, well, at the moment, I'm just in the studio. It's a bit cold outside for... <laughs> um, and then, so I'm doing... Got some... Uh, going to be you know venturing into the nft things pretty soon in march got a collection dropping of nft stuff which is a when you whole heard, nother conversation when, <laughs> when, when you first heard about nfts and for the benefit of the audience non-fungible tokens yeah, yeah yeah what was your what was your first impression or gut feeling about nfts when you were told about them i was like well first of all i was like you know i couldn't even get my head around it couldn't even understand it it's like this is just some mad computer geek stuff. I can, you know, <laughs> I'm only still, I'm only just kind of still kind of getting my head around it, really. Um, but um, so I was very skeptical, man. Yeah, I thought it's just a, it's just a fad, man. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but it's it's not gone away yet, you know. And it's getting bigger, and it's going to be changing big time this year. You know, linking with actual physical artwork and stuff. You know, um, so it's really exciting what what's happening, man. Yeah. You are know, you going to be releasing so, NFTs which are attached to the physical yeah, or yeah, would you yeah. do it as that's what, yeah, like that's a what, limited edition So that's NFT. what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the actual painting, then you've got the digital kind of, you've got the physical asset, then the digital asset. Because people which is can buy animated and, you know. People of, can buy segments of the original via the NFT as well. I've seen yeah, a few people yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's loads of different combinations and ways you can do it, man. Okay. But, but yeah, that's the, the way it's going is attaching the digital with the physical man that's st- the kind I of still for which me. is good and then more established artists you know getting in on it because obviously at the beginning just loads of loads of young kids doing yeah you know some of the art was like what the hell is that yeah man? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah some 13 year old making millions in crypto Literally. you know what i mean it was Literally. nuts so um you know there's a lot of uh companies starting up you know actually with curated artists and yeah so it's going to be ch- it's going to be changing a lot you know, um, and getting a lot more kind of, um, yeah, tight on the whole copyright thing and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it, it, it definitely appears it's going to be the future. I still I don't so. know. Someone gave me a million pounds a day and said you had to invest it into art or buy art. Yeah. Um, and it could be any genre. It could be any style, any yeah. medium. And NFT is a medium, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So would I personally go and put a million pound into nfts i don't know yeah i don't know if it gets me that i know it's the future i, I, I mean i wouldn't either i, I, I wouldn't know. either i wouldn't either i think it's still too early i think i would like like go, go and buy a george condo you know canvas yeah, yeah, work yeah, yeah, you know because yeah, yeah. for me i feel that's in my mind and i'm probably being naive it's safer in the physical but yeah yeah of course man of course you know and like you say when you're talking about enjoyment as well what are you going to do? Are you going to have it like projected on your wall or something? Like, you know, it's still just an, an image on your computer. 
yeah. on your laptop or whatever. You know, when it first happened, I thought, well, is this just, when you're talking about bragging rights, I just thought it was that these kind of young tech guys who've made millions just kind of bragging about, look what I've got on my laptop. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like collecting, you know, you know, like gamers collecting cards or stuff like that. That's why I thought it was. And it kind of probably is still a bit like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so you're doing we'll the... see, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. You've got to, like, you've got to, you've got to try these things out. You have you? to. You have, you have to, to, you, you know. To. It's the you only know. way you're ever going to evolve, uh, you know, uh, grow and, um, and, and, and sort of flourish in, in, in new areas and get new demographics on board. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. But are definitely. the NFTs, what else are you, are you working on canvases? Are you working on new Well, at the style? moment, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just in the studio at the moment, which is normally... Yeah, normally this time of year in the winter, I'm just in the studio, you know, doing lots of canvas stuff. And then uh, I'm hoping to get traveling again, man, you know, because normally I'm traveling all over painting murals. But obviously last couple of years have been a complete blur. I've been stuck on this tiny island for too long, man. Mm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping, I think I've got my first first trip. I'm going off to Tunisia in a couple of weeks to do a mural there. Nice. So I've really missed the traveling, man. Yeah, it's been really. Well, it's tough a lifestyle cause... business, art, isn't it? So, yeah. So yeah, part yeah. of it is the travelling. You know, yeah. you, you get to go to different cultures, different environments, and that keeps you motivated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It keeps the inspiration flowing, and I've really found that it's been getting a bit tough just stuck here, man. You know. <laughs> Tell me some so, of the places you've gone to 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 do your work. Oh man, that's the you know when I when I think about it, it's so mad. You know, when you come from the graffiti background, you didn't even think you could earn money from it, and you think. And then, you know, I've traveled to places like Tahiti and stuff like that for, with, with graffiti. It's mad, really. You know what I mean? So I've traveled all over, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, you get kind of, you can't, you know, kind of pick and choose where you go. You kind of, you know, you get taken to. So I go, well, I go to the US quite a lot and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's still so many places on the list, man. Yeah. You know? And like you say, you know, I love traveling. It's, re it's really nice to be painting in new places new communities yeah you know um so yeah i'm just really hoping it gets back to normal this year man so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so i'm just taking it back at slightly so again when i've interviewed risk um alan ketz la2 yeah uh out diaz i mean a bunch of them from from new york i mean even even crash i got along, along really well with crash because um I box and he used to be a boxer. He was in the right. golden golden gloves and me and him was chatting about boxing and everything else. And he said, part of the reason why I got into boxing because where he was from, you, you had to fight, you know, because yeah, if you didn't yeah, fight, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were bullied basically. When I start having the same conversations like the Ben Irons and uh, Remy Ruffs, it's not so much the same sort of culture. It's not like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's rough places around London. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm from... Tulsil, that you know, it's quite edgy around there still yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal Palace, I know you're from this. Yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah. But I mean, the, the actual high street with all the restaurants are lovely and the good pubs. But you go off the beaten track a little bit, it's like, a bit yeah, edgy. yeah, of course, man. Obviously, you've got yeah, the Peckham, the Brixtons, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't say it's as intense like the gangs, but there's other dangers uh, which influence your work. And question I always like to ask, maybe because I'm a bit sick in the head, but I like to, I like to hear about the controversial stories. And Ben Iron, I think, told me about, you know, a friend of his was painting in the subway tube or, or the train track and obviously a train come along and, and took someone's arm off or whatever else. Yeah. Did you ever experience anything like that when you were younger or any kind well, of, there was the violence, there was the gangs, there yeah. was the drugs and that kind of stuff? Well, there was more, yeah, there, there was, you know, a little, there was a bit of violence and stuff, you know, graffiti art, you know, attracted some colourful characters, you got to remember, you know, a lot of people got into graffiti art, um, to, to kind of escape reality and stuff like that, you know? So there was a big kind of, so there was there was some pretty crazy dudes, man, you know, who get so, <laughs> who we knew, do you know what I mean? Um, and then there was, a, people used to do some crazy, crazy things, like on the old um, slam door trains, you know, you could open the door doors when they were going along, the old, people used to do like surfing, so used to climb up onto the, onto the roofs and used to surf the, the roofs, man. And there was, a, there was one, yeah, one artist who like, got literally hit a bridge man you know what i mean so just uh, died. got killed that way man and that was people used to i mean think about that's nuts man at night time drunk climbing up on the roof surfing the roof man why would so, you do that <laughs> exactly man so why? people used to do nutty things like that you know what i mean crazy things like that 
Did you, you ever know. see anything like that? Anyone die or, or well, near, near I mean, I, we knew, you know, I was around in the scene when, when this guy when it, when this happened. You know what I mean? And people, used, a few people got killed just on the tracks and stuff. You know, even just going on the tracks and painting at night time, drunk and out your head and stuff is is crazy. But that was like another level, man. The surfing thing, man, was crazy. Yeah, you know. So, um, you know, as I say, there was a lot, a lot of colourful characters back in the day. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. Know, they, um, it was, it was like I say, it was, it was a route away from um, getting involved in other crimes. You know what I mean? So, uh, and if you were creative in any way, that that was. That was what you did, man. You know, but there was there was a lot a lot of people who came from really bad, rough backgrounds and really, you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Um, what was your a lot background? Of people like? in, I, I mean, I'm lucky. I came from quite a, quite a good background. Do you know what I mean? So um, I, I've been pretty blessed. You know what I mean? But um, so you know, my my parents, you know, were always together and stuff. You know, and um, so I, I, I'm lucky in that in that in that respect, man. Um, but. Um, but some of the people, yeah, some of the people, some of the graffiti writers, man, were just nuts. <laughs> I used but, to go to um, a school called Langley Park. I know Langley Park well. Because it was a lot, near. Of my, a lot of my friends went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was a, a quite, a, two at the time, formidable graphers, street artists, you know, okay. taggers. Right. A guy called Swag. Yeah, I know Swag. Paul, yeah, I Paul know Paul Whitehall. Well. Yeah, yeah, and there yeah, was a yeah. guy called Robert. I can't FDC. remember his surname. FDC uh, was the crew. Yeah, Ke- yeah. Ke- Keo, Kia, Kia. Yeah, I know, I know both those guys, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Small world. Man. And yeah, uh, yeah. I remember one summer when the school shut down for six weeks, had the holiday. We all got back in in September, and some of the uh, classrooms had been broken into, and the whole thing was tagged up with. Yeah, Kia yeah. and Swag <laughs> and it was like oh my god what have these guys done and actually I remember hearing about Swag all the time he's quite a t- tall guy yeah 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 and yeah. Um, yeah I mean he he was becoming well known I don't know actually know what's happening to him now but he was actually really well known throughout London yeah um, but yeah, again yeah. these guys were kind of I used to hear stories about the weed maybe drinking. I actually heard, don't know about these two in particular, but then the crack and stuff started settling in. And you sometimes hear about mad stories about what they were doing, like yeah. either graffiti in or even robbing. Yeah, You yeah. know, they started going down that route because of... Yeah, yeah. There's always an undercurrent of other more serious, more crimes and stuff going on, you know what I mean, within certain groups. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to be honest with you, I got caught up with a little bit of that and that, that for me was a wake-up call to, to, to get out. Can you tell me a bit more about it? No, I don't want to talk about that really, All to right, be no honest. Worries. But, you know, it was, you know, you get dragged into more serious things and you just all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck am I doing, man? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of, t- you you know, when you're young, you have turning points, don't you, in your life, man? Of course. You yeah. know what I mean? I, no, I, that, I, was, I, that was one of them. That was at a time when I was trying to get out. I'd been arrested a lot for illegal graffiti and stuff, and I was trying to move out of those circles, man. You know yeah. what I mean? I remember I when got, I, um, I used to... And I got to, you just not nice people. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, look, the the old thing is, I mean, I've had a lot of entrepreneurs on my podcast and even a lot of athletes, etc. And the common thing that all the successful ones say is you become a success because of the peer group that you're around, yeah, like yeah, the influence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're around bad people or people that are don't give a shit about certain things, you're going to yeah. be pulled into that mindset yeah, and you're going to yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example, actually. So I had a bunch of friends, not just in Langley, but also Ravenswood. I used to yeah. hang about with all the guys from there. They used to go tagging and I used to do tagging with them. Not really because I was good at it or even that I really wanted to do it, but because yeah, they yeah. were doing it, I was doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, what yeah. started happening was that evolved into, believe it or not, going onto people's drives and either nicking their car or nicking their motorbike. And the amount of times that I was in the group and I was a part of yeah, taking yeah, a yeah, motorbike yeah, yeah. on someone's drive and then jumping it and starting it and, and driving it around for probably only a few hours before you had to dump it in the woods because the police were going to come. Yeah. The amount of times we, we'd done that, but we thought it was funny back then and we also thought it was just a cool thing to do. Yeah. Now yeah, looking yeah, back yeah. at a 36 year old, I've got two kids now and I've got a wife and I've got a business and everything else. What a fucking dick. What was I doing? Man. Why was I hanging about with these people? Had I invested my time into something a bit more positive and a bit more ethical, 
you know, I could could be wildly more successful than yeah, I am yeah, today. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it just demonstrates the point that you can get pulled into these yeah, circles. Yeah, yeah, of course, man, of course, of course. And, of, you know, you can't, you know, these this day and age as well, you know, you, you just have to be, you don't even actually be physically doing it. You can get being the same amount of trouble, man, just from being in in the same group, you know, being being just being there. Yeah. You know, guilty by association, isn't it, you know? Definitely. So, so you've got to be careful, man. Yeah. If you're a young person, you can't be doing that. You can't be hanging with those kind of people, man. You got that can ruin your that can ruin your whole life. You got man. kids and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I've got they, three kids. They, yeah, they're yeah, going yeah. into being artists or the creative uh, world? Uh, not yet. They're a bit too young to I can't I'm not really seeing that yet. They're kind of yeah, one of them's into dance and stuff. So nice. they're creative, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely there's creative creative gene there. <laughs> Good but stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's sure. um so, you know, over the next five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, what do you see yourself doing obviously art but like collaborations certain shows certain things mm. that you want to achieve i mean some artists i know a few artists that the next thing they want to do is actually do a documentary about their culture their style their work because it could take their market from here to here anything mm. like that on the horizons um yeah i mean i don't know if i'm at that stage yet you know i'm one of them people you know but I'm, I'm very <laughs> humble man i like i like to think um you know, I've still got a bit of work to do before I, I'm ready for a documentary, man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not on that level yet, man. I still haven't even put a book out yet. I'm still a bit like, ooh, maybe put a book out soon. So yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna, yeah, maybe do my first little publication this year, man. I just keep on pushing, my, you know, working really, really hard, man. You know, I treat it as a nine to five. I'm up every day early in my studio. You know, my work ethic is very, very important, man. I don't care how talented you are. It doesn't just come to you, man. You know, you got you got to go and get it. Yeah. So you know, um, so I just keep on pushing my style. Keep on trying to make my paintings even more mind blowing and more detailed. That's what I want to do. You know, because um, like because because of, you know, there's so many people doing amazing things at the moment. That's the mo that's the motivation. I want to be at the forefront. You know. Yeah. Keep pushing my style. I want people to be like, wow, what the fuck when they see my work. Yeah. You know, and you've got to keep working at that, man. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. um, so like the likes of Cope have done collaborations with, and even Futura, he's done things yeah. with uh, Converse, Hennessy. And I think it's important because when you overlay with these big brands, it's another gateway for another, maybe younger demographic or a demographic that are not willing just yet to buy the canvases for a lot of money yeah, yeah, yeah. to buy the merchandise and stuff. I mean, have you had any offers where you could do um, collaboration with big brands? Yeah, I mean, I've done a few. I've done a few brand things. Yeah, I mean, for me, I wouldn't just work with any brand really at the moment. You know, what I mean, it's got to kind of kind of fit really with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I wouldn't do something for like bloody like big fast food. You know what I mean? Like Kentucky Fried Chicken or something like that. Yeah. It's still got to fit with my kind of ethos a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I'm very careful about that. Okay. So I don't do a lot of commercial stuff at all. Yeah. But I'm certainly not ruling it out, of course. Do you know what I mean? If I've got creative freedom, enough creative freedom, like I say, and it and it fits my kind of ethos, then, then yeah, of course. Why not? Why not? Yeah, good Definitely stuff. not ruling that out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But for me, you know, I, my passion is community art, you know, and, and creating murals in, in kind of, you know, communities which need it kind of poorer communities and you know and really getting that kind of um that gallery you know it's really pushing the whole thing about street art which is getting gallery quality artwork to the, to the people who wouldn't get the opportunity to see it you know inspiring the young young people and stuff like that so where i can do community projects that's really my passion that's good and if you can combine that and get paid that's like ticking every box so there's like um, a, a local council local authority will reach out to you via an agent or something and say right we want a mural here we're willing to give you x amount of money for it yeah 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 those kind of projects are what i'm really passionate about good. they're the kind of projects will make a difference to everyday people's everyday lives that's good do you know really what i good. mean and then, you know, and then you get the kids who've never been taken to an art gallery, you know, maybe their parents aren't around or they don't, you know, and they, and they, and they see, get to see this amazing artwork on their doorstep. Yeah. That's, that's what street art is about. That's good. For me, that's what I think street art is. Yeah. That's um, what it should be. 
a question then. So when you walked into here, most people don't know that we're here because we're not a typical gallery. We're yeah. a private studio, appointment only. But when you walk in, again, you're seeing all Hamilton works here. Yeah, First man. question, did you know who Ham Richard Hamilton was and what do you think of his style? Um, I'll be honest with you. When, if I think back now, I didn't know he was anything to do with street art. I thought he was just a fine artist. Okay. So that's my, you know, because I, I, I know the name. I just thought he was I didn't know he was involved in that scene at all which is you know that's that's pretty interesting now I'm thinking about it I didn't know his roots with with streets at all man okay so uh, I just thought he was a he was a fine artist from from New York you know yeah. what I mean so so um but I, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff so yeah he's kind of gone under the under the radar yeah, I mean, he, he didn't <laughs> work with uh, the galleries. He didn't conform with the art market. And sadly, he turned to a life of abuse, like drugs and right. uh, yeah. so, social recluse, basically. Yeah. And then it was only at like 2009, 2010, when uh, the mentor who got me into the art market resurrected his career by doing five shows around the world with George right. Armani. And then obviously he's got the documentary on Amazon Prime called The Shadow Man, and it's been... Phenomenal. Sadly, he died in 2017. Right. But as you well know, the best career move sometimes uh, at times an artist can make is when they sadly pass away. And <laughs> yeah. ever since then, his market has kind of exploded. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. always interested when I'm speaking to other artists, New York based, London based, whoever, you know, did, you know, have you heard of him before? What do you think of his work or what do you think about his affiliates? But as you just mentioned, Basquiat was a big influence on you and obviously yeah, Don yeah, D yeah. and people like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so I find it quite strange that I hadn't come across his name more often, man. Do you know what I mean? And, yes. and a misconception for me was that he, he wasn't, you know, he was just a, just a fine artist, man. You yeah. know, so so that's really interesting, man. Yeah, we'll definitely watch you know the documentary. Man. Yeah, yeah, um, I will do, man. I'm interested. I mean, like, he's, you know, looking at his paintings, man. I mean, I can feel the, I can feel the angst in them. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. You know, they've got that kind of energy. You know, yeah. you can feel that kind of tension within himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, was, I love the way they're painted. It was man. a bit of a mystery. Uh, there's the lurking shadow figures represented. You know, the the drugs, the crime, the prostitution, yeah, yeah, the yeah. gangs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then he dovetailed into the the, the rodeos, uh, and then he's done these beautiful landscapes and. Yeah, it's a really, really good narrative to, to understand. So, yeah, man. look, I, I really appreciate your time. Where can people find you and follow your journey and even acquire your works? Um, so, yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, the first first port of call is always social media. That's what people, you know, most people use these days. So, obviously, it's uh, my Instagram is um, Mr. Sends one So, M-R-C-E-N-Z-O-N-E. -E. Um, and then... From there, you can link link to my website, which is just mrsends.com. Um, then Facebook. Just if you just put Mr. Sends in Google, you'll find all my links, man. Do you know what I mean? Good so um, yeah. And in terms of acquiring artworks, I mean, I don't work with that many galleries to be honest. So um, um, just just hit me up, man. Just just people. I, I'm one of those. I, I speak to everybody. You can you can just message me and we can talk. Perfect. Do you know what I mean? I quite like talking to people direct. Good. Do you know what I mean? I think that's, again, that's another good thing about social media. You can actually do that. You can connect to people. You don't have people. to rely directly on the gallery anymore. You For can sure. just deal with clients directly. And I, I like doing that. Do you know what I mean? So, um, At the end of every podcast, I always ask the guest this question, which is, I come up with my own saying when I first got into business. Right. Um, I, I used to run sales teams and part of being a salesperson was to uh, be the most upbeat version of yourself because a sale is the transfer of your enthusiasm. So if you're enthusiastic, right. yeah. you could actually make a sale based upon if you've got a good product, good service, good system, good, you know, everything yeah, yeah. else. So to keep yourself in that good mindset, I came up with a slogan, which is be happy, never content. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. I were to ask Mr. Sens, what does be happy, never content mean to you? Right, okay. Well, let's start in reverse. So never content, that's that's really, really important. Yeah, because when I was going back to talking about always trying to progress and move forward and working hard, for me, if you get to the point where you're happy with everything you do, you might as well hang up your boots, man. You know what I mean? It's over. 
for me. So, you know, people always go to me, what's your favourite mural? What's your favourite piece? I go, well, to be honest with you, I don't have a favourite at all. I don't normally even normally like my pieces from longer than a week or even sometimes immediately. I'm just thinking about the next and thinking about making it bigger, better. So, you know, um, never being content as an artist is uh, really, really important because it means you keep on moving. Good. You know I mean, um, being happy, well, you know, that's, well, that's bloody million dollar question, isn't it, man? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's just finding contentment, man. I suppose if, you, if you're at a point where you're, you're doing what you love, you've got good people, like you say, you've got good people around you, you've got your family, that's, that's happiness for me, man. Do you know what I mean? And just, you know, doing what I love is really, sometimes I have to pinch myself, man. You know what I mean? That I'm actually selling artwork, painting murals and, and, and not being compromised by what I'm actually doing. You know, I'm doing my thing. That's the dream. It's great, great you know uh, answer I mean? to the question. Well, thank you for your time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow Mr. Sens and obviously yeah, acquire his work, follow his work and follow his mission. I know he's going to do some great things in the future and he's doing great things now. If you enjoyed the episode, subscribe, obviously like, share it, etc. And remember, be happy, never content. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah, man. Cool. Cool. It's been good.